Welcome to episode 62 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, the spoiler cast version. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on my midnight meat train is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Warrior Strand. Welcome to our spoiler cast episode where each fortnight Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch and we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it for all y'all. <laughs> it's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs and compound fractures. Together we are two people with a love of horror but feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. <laughs> um, we'd just like to thank all of our listeners who support us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public and the YouTube. Thank you very much. We love you. And we love to shout out the people who interact with us on social medias mm. each uh, week and fortnight. People like Floppy, yeah. old Flopster, uh, Kevin Patterson, Simon Zwart, Melinda Nankerville, uh, the Nankers, yeah. excellent, um, Dave's Video Graveyard, Simone Stewart. Neve- I should have read these names beforehand because I just realized I'm reading them as I'm reading them. <laughs> Neville Pierce, is that right? Yep. Um, Dion Cracknell and Patrick Roberts. Thank you. That's just some of the people who have been interacting with us and supporting us over the last uh, fortnight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we have a rating system. We do. And, and everyone needs to know our rating system. Oh, and they ev- do. And every fortnight, Jen will go over the rating system <laughs> and she's about to fucking throw a rating system to your face right now, you cunts. <laughs> right. Face holes. Okay, so our rating system goes a little something like this. We've got an A is awesome, everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. O, an overrated motherfucker. G, good for its time but is not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, the D, Dan special. We've got a W, whatever. Pfft. Uh, we've got the Kesha, low-budget hot mess, C-, minus craft is stellar, but I hate the content. And finally, we have the McConaughey, the cream of the crap, the fucking fucked, the we watched it, so you really don't have to. The of movies. <laughs> oh, yes. And this week, speaking of <laughs> of movies, we watched Black Roses from 1988, which was Jen's pick. It was. Um, and I chose wisely. Oh, did you? <laughs> I well, did. so did that guy in Indiana Jones and he turned into a skeleton. No, he chose poorly. He did choose poorly. Yeah. Um, so this film is directed by John Fasano, who, based on his IMDP DP page, has not really done too much more, but he did write the very terrible Australian film Darkness Falls. I don't know if you remember that one. Everyone tries to forget. Yeah, it's mid-2000s a film about the Tooth Fairy. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> Uh, screenplay is by Cindy Surly, Surreal? Surreal, yeah. Surreal, I don't know. Starring John Martin, Ken Swafford, Sal Viviano, Julie Adams, who is uh, from The Creature from the Black Lagoon, so that's pretty cool. Um, budget for this film, I had a lot of trouble finding some information out for this film. So uh, in an interview with Fasano, he stated that the budget was slightly under a million dollars. So That's so much. That is this. a lot for 1988. And yeah. Yeah. It, oh, my God. And uh, because this was a direct to VHS uh, kind of film, there is no info regarding box office. So I don't know how much so money that's a big yeah. I'd never even heard of this film. When you said we're watching this, I was like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that's fantastic. And I saw the cover and I'm like, potential. Yeah. Like, the cover's cool. Like, it's like purples and greens, mm. which is our television colours. Yes. I love it. Mm. It's fantastic. It, what was it? Sinopo. Turn up the volume, turn down the lights, but don't watch it alone. 
<laughs> okay. Teens in a small conservative town are turned into evil demons thanks to music of a titular heavy metal band. Titular? Titular. So they use the word titular in their actual, <laughs> like, like, synopsis. Yes. I don't think I've ever that seen choice. that word used. I don't think I've ever used that I've word. I've never written it. It no. sounds sexy. It does sound sexy. Get out your titulars. <laughs> Show us your titulars. I often get like jocks yelling at, at that at me as yep. I'm walking and they're driving in their pickups. Oh, yeah, I don't get that yelled at me. I'm happy. All right, so it opens. It opens with some sexy jazz um, midday movie music. Yeah. Like it fully is like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like that I- piano, saxophone, sexy. It's like at any point this be- could become a softcore porn. Or could even just become just like a 19... 19- 80s drama, uh, you know, uh, working class business drama. Yep. Because it also is offset with like, you know, shots of the city at night. You know, we're getting this yep. sexy, sexy jazz. To, it's a nice city. And know. then all of a sudden it cuts to a gig mm-hmm. with a bunch of monsters, uh-huh. which I can only say these are monsters. The demons, uh, sure. um, That are playing like music, a, a show, and it's like a toned down Iron Maiden, like the music style, if you will. Um, but the monsters on the stage look wicked. This is fucking great. This is where they spent their whole budget. It was this one scene. So this is a really, like, we've got some really, it's like cool 80s hair metal. Uh, it's like the crowd are going off. You know, they're singing this song like Me Against the World, which, yeah, is like kind of like a anthrax kind of uh, weird. It wasn't even a, it was like a toned down yeah. version of all that shit. Like, yeah. It was, I loved it. I was like. Uh-huh. It reminded I'm me, sold. a lot of the music reminded me of, like, Death Leopard. Yes. So it's well, like, you it know is that Death Leopard? sort of that hair metal yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of like, like, ballady. Like, if they were to remake this today, they'd just get Steel Panther in to play the band. No, I just reckon Steel Panther's too too cool. <laughs> they get, like, it, 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 has that, it has that Brian Adams feel to it, the no, music. No, don't yeah, say that. It, I'm offended. Yeah, I did. Stop it. Anyhow, the monsters look amazing. They're, like, they're rubber masks. They've got, I don't even know if they had animatronics in them, but their mouths are moving, they're singing, they're drumming. It looks wicked. I'm yep. like, oh, yeah. Number one, I was like, why are they monsters? And I was, at first I thought, are they people dressed up Slipknot style playing mm-hmm. a band? I'm like, no, I think they're supposed to be monsters. Yeah, they are monsters. But anyhow, the crowd are humans and they don't give a fuck. Yep. They're like, sickness, motherfuckers. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for the band. Uh, and I'm like, mm. anyhow, we get the... Suddenly, like, you know, the the angry, the police rock up because yeah. clearly this is rock and roll out of control. Well, so there's the promoters kind of watching from behind a door and he's kind of just, like, mesmerised by what is happening on the other side. Like, he's almost, like, hypnotised. And then the cops rock up. But it's one of those, like, dragnet kind of uh, Exorcist three style police officers. He's, he's in like his trench detective. coat and he's just like, I'm here to shut this down. Yeah, he's like the detective followed by a bunch of just, like, beat cops. Yeah. And he goes... What are you doing? This movie is terrible. And the, the manager turns around and he's like, fear. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> like he's been held captive almost. I don't know. It actually, you know what? It never explains it. It there doesn't. Is, they it they doesn't. don't even have him. He's never in the film again. They don't even have a manager. Anyhow, they um no. they open up the doors, you know, the double doors. And what? Oh, lo and behold, what's in there? A bunch of cheap zombies. Yep. A, a ju- horde of like demonic zombies. Um, like, and when I say a horde, I say about six. Yeah, <laughs> compiling out on top of this. When they kind of detective. jump out and attack us, like um, uh, 
uh, what's that word? Like, um, in, in camera, like they're attacking like us. Like POV. POV, that's yeah. it. So they, they POV attack the camera, which goes into the opening credits kind of yes. thing. It's like that. that. That's kind of the teaser. What is that thing called at the start of the film? The cold open. The cold open, that's yeah. it. So we get this really nice sort of like very brief animated sort of title sequence where like roses come up on the screen. You get black roses pop up. And, um, some, and two Lambos but then drive get, over. I'm like, are they Lambos, right? And I'm like, they're driving very very slowly into a town. But these are two Lambos. These yeah. are like the fucking, you know, the Lambos that you've got on your wall as a kid <laughs> that's got a sexy, like, lady with big hair that has been pulled straight out of a Chico roll ad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. And, oh, like, yeah, they drive, they're cruising super slow down yeah. this, like, rural town. This is like a fucking, you know, it's got, like, this uh, is one hardware this- store. Yeah. A fucking, uh, and the hardware store doubles as the department store. Yeah. They've also got like five yarn stores for all the knitting that's going to happen in this town. Yeah. Yeah. And they have weird names for everything. Like instead Mm. of a hardware store, it's called Spry's. Yeah. The old soda shop. Yeah. And stuff like that. And (laughs) now they're cruising down and. And we're getting, like, some shots of the car. You know, we got the credits over there. So we're getting this, like, vibe. And then out of the Lambo, they stop, out steps, hair metal, I called him. Yeah, so his name's Damien, but, because of course it is. Like, Damien Dinominos. Yeah. Yeah, so Damo. Oh, yeah. Oh, he my gets out Damo. the car. And then a bunch of, like, hair metal. They look like poison. Do you remember poison? Yes, yeah. I fucking love poison. Oh, well, someone did. Had to. <laughs> it's still me. Um, yeah, so day. they get out of the car and they um, they just start walking around and shit. Then we cut to a family. Yep. Now, I got real confused at the start of this movie. This movie, it does the worst. Actually, this movie does the worst at everything, but it does the worst at, like, just explaining what characters you're watching. Yeah, so with the, the cut between them, the, the band who have just rocked up to town starting to put up flyers for a show, we now cut between, and it, this is cut between various teens from different homes. And I thought they were all... All the girls look exactly the same. They do. And I was like... And they're all, like, various names, like Julie, Julia, Jane. Jules, Jenny. Yeah. Yeah. And we cut to this family in the morning. They're getting up and shit. The son, Tony? Yep. Yeah, he gets up. He goes to school. It's just, like, showing that there are young people in this town. They're all dressed in denim. Yep. What's the age? There's only denim. Yeah. Maybe it's a denim town. Well, this I feel that this is a Canadian film, so they would be wearing a lot like a denim tuxedo kind of deal. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and the band, yeah. it cuts back to the band, and they start putting flyers up around town. And I'm like, what the fuck band puts up their own flyers? Especially bands that are in Lambos. Yeah. So they're making like fucking fat wads. <laughs> and they... And the, what, did they just make their money from saving money by not paying promoters? Hey, that's where you get your, like, you know, you pay and stuff. So they've got these cheap-ass one-colour flyers that they're putting up of a, like, around town of their band. Like, well, they went to their local Kinko's and they're like, I'll take 25,000 copies, thank you. Yeah. That's all they did. Well, it's weird. I, and I'm like, does the person who makes this film know what bands do? Drive around in Lambos and put up flyers. Well, yeah, you know, if they were driving around in like a pickup truck or something, you'd be like, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense because that's what... But it didn't have to be them. It could have been anyone putting the flyers up. We get the idea. The whole point is it's a show that this band is coming to this town. Yeah. But the band flyer is terrible. It is. It just says like black roses at the top and just has a massive, like the whole thing is just a shot of Damien. Yeah. But the weird thing is it doesn't even look like the Damien that's in the band. It looks like a fucking high school glam. 
glam shot. Well, I'm guessing it's his acting resume, like his photo. Yeah, it doesn't look anything <laughs> his, like his the character. Shot? So yeah. at first I was like, are they putting a flyer up for a different band? <laughs> well, no, I like a lot of the gimmick is that this is this is a band that, uh, you know, you hear whispers of it being like this satanic metal, like, you know, satanic panic kind of band. But if you put up a flyer of a very lovely well-cut man, then you'll see that they're not as bad as you would think. So the, all the kids now come to but the show. this doesn't work. Anyhow, we cut to a classroom. Yep. All the characters are in this class. They all are. Yeah. Uh, at first, though, I thought there was only two characters. Apparently, there's like six of the characters in this <laughs> class, but they're all the same person. Uh, they're getting taught by Tom Selleck. It's basically Magnum P.I. Imagine Magnum P.I., the moustache, yep. everything, the man, the top, every- their teacher is... Magnum P.I. Yeah, he is the poor man's Tom Atkins because his moustache is not as good, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, so Magnum is, you don't know who Magnum P.I. is, get the fuck out of my podcast. Um, (laughs) And he is like the, so he's like the cultural teacher. He's teaching like poetry. Yeah, they're talking about Walt Whitman. Yeah, they're doing like, you know, um, literature and all crap like that. And he's like, he's like, you know, the guy that understands kids. He, you know, they come to him and talk to him. He understands that, you know, that. The kids aren't the bad guy. You know, he's a nice teacher. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's the understanding one. I liked him. He was the best, he was the most redeeming factor of this whole movie. Um, so he starts talking about Walt Whitman and the take what Whitman's take on evil, which is kind of irrelevant. But then he calls on Johnny, who is a pretty much oh yeah, Johnny, not Tony, a thirty-year-old terrible. Terrible actor, um, and he starts talking about. He is a student. As he well. he is the student, and yeah. he wears. Uh, if you remember, he just wears double denim the yeah. whole time. He is nothing but denim, um, and he starts talking about the good Christian community that is their town versus the Black Roses performance. So you know, we live in this town. The parents don't understand. They won't let us go to the concert because they think it's evil. Blah 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 blah. But if blah. They, but if they're all they're flying and advertising merch says that they're not an evil band, how does the town even know that? Yeah, I don't know because this isn't the days of Spotify where like this isn't the days of good movie making either. Clearly, because <laughs> like there is no consistency in this film. <laughs> um, yeah, so they bang on about like. They basically do this whole diatribe on um, music yeah. kind of so thing. So this is the first time that any band has ever come to this town and the fact that this really popular heavy metal band has chosen their town to start their tour is fantastic. And, of course, this whole time, you know, we're sort of starting to get a sense of the students that are in the class. We are briefly introduced to a girl called Julie. Julie, um, yep. Who Johnny clearly has a hard-on for. Well, I thought they were going out, but clearly not or something. He wants to, but she has eyes for another moustache. Yeah, so this scene is just like to show that Magnum PI, that Magnum understands the kids. He talks, I I think it's in this scene, it doesn't matter if it's not. Like, he talks about, like, you know, how music, like, is always misunderstood at first by the older generation. That, um, you know, even when the Beatles came out, no, everyone was against the Beatles until later on. They were, like, protested as being Satanists and shit. Mm -hmm. Even they were and stuff like that. But in the end, it all, it turns out to be fluff. Yeah. Um, And you're like, oh, yeah, cool. And he made some really good points in this thing. And I was like, cool, cool. So it's like, you know, it's a religious town against against, I suppose, logic. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Pretty um, much. 
Then we cut to jo- uh, classes over. We cut Johnny's back home. He's yep. at home and he's sitting there and he's making his own Black Roses denim jacket. Heck yeah, that's what you did. With his paint pens. If you can't afford to buy merch, you make merch. Well, yeah. His I dad's mean, sitting there reading the paper. He doesn't even look up and he's talking and he's like, so, this so is a really bad character. About this uh, Black Roses concert. And he's like, yeah, I bought my tickets. I bought for every show? Yeah, so he bought two tickets for every show and he's like, oh, what? That's nice, okay. son. Yeah, he's basically the so he's represented that he's supposed to be the father that doesn't care or listen, but yeah. he does. He's there. He's not a mad bad guy. He's like, oh, go, that's good, son. No yeah. matter what. Anyway, it's a it's a fucking it's a paper thin character shit. Um, <laughs> then we cut to a PTA meeting. Is yeah. that what does what PTA stand for? Parent Teachers Association. Yeah. Yeah. So this is pretty much like the the, the town s- meeting though. The town meeting. So it's all the good Christian town members come together to talk about this concert happening so they're all against the concert and of course you know oh, no, the devil got, is here we got one main karen yes we got the religious karen from the mist yes played by julie adams yeah. from creature from the black lagoon so she she is the religious banger she's going on about the, this town fucking you know I, I this is a good christian town these are satan worshippers listen to these lyrics she'd read some lyrics uh and then we, but then we get also like you know fucking magnum pi comes in yeah and um and but the the and he's watching from the back. He is, yeah. And then the mayor gets up and the mayor's like, he's all about the money kind of thing, you can tell. Yeah, he's just, well, then he has his own, like, spiel about, like, you yeah, know, it's, just, it's just rock and roll. Well, well you, you would be because it's going to bring money in. So it's like, you know, Elvis, the Beatles, Rolling Stone, how is this any different? Like, you know, I'm not going to stop this concert. And he's like, just- yeah, and he, re- he relays some, like, things. He goes, Karen, remember, like, that time when we were younger and you did this and that? She goes, oh, yeah. And then he, he makes some really good points. He so does, I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. So I do I do enjoy a good uh, communal rubber 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 though. You know, this was definitely that scene for that. So I got my good old you know. Anyhow, we cut to Johnny and the girl, which I think is Julie. Julie, yes, they are out. There's also this weird thing where, like, Julie, uh, Johnny doesn't like the teacher because Ju- Julie speaks to him after class. And Julie clearly has a big old nasty crush on him. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get that. I just got it that shit, like, people just made up rumors about her for no reason. No, I'm like the way I, I mean, open to interpretation, I guess. Like, I got that she really has a thing for him, and he, but, so he, she spends a lot of time talking to him. But what makes it like with me that got confusing is later on they mentioned that uh, that Magnum PI has has a has a fling going with the mayor's daughter. Yes, and I thought that was Julie. Yeah, no, because there's like three Cause, cause three there's... blondes in this film that look exactly the same. So I was like, man, Magnum PI is banging a little kid. He is not, but <laughs> he wasn't. But yeah. No. And now uh, they're in the street. Johnny uh, accuses the girl of banging the teacher in the most ham-fisted way possible. But they're still like, they really play it off as in like, it's cool. It's yeah. fine. Are they, it's a joke. Are you banging the like, teacher? No, I'm not. And they laugh and chase each yeah. other. I'm like, like, that's not cool. Why bang him when you can be with me? And like... I'm like, know, yeah, this he's is such a, r- a dope, and he's swinging around fucking poles like he's... He's in Singing in the Rain yeah. or some shit? It's weird. So weird. Then he decides that he's going to paint the town red. So he goes and breaks into the ye old lumberyard. He goes, do you know what we're going to do? Let's do something fucking crazy. Let's paint this town red. And he goes, L- literally. He goes and gets <laughs> some red paint. Yes. And I'm like, what do you mean? So he goes to steal some red paint. Um... But what we didn't... And doesn't do anything? He doesn't. So they open the can up, but of course, Mr. Mustache is hanging around... He's walking like, around he's town. Like, he's having his own town walk, and he hears... He's this like, is at night time, by the yeah. way. Yeah. He basically, he's like... 
I hear a paint can opening. Oh yeah. my god! So he goes like running hey, off. Oh, that's an illegal sounding paint can. <laughs> Pretty much. So the kids are like, "Oh my god!" I hear a teacher running. They oh run my off. God, that sounds like Mr. The- Mustache's feet. <laughs> it was like in Dungeons and Daddies with his two mustaches. Yeah, I love it. Um, so he, the kids have bailed, and he sees the can on the floor. He, he kind of investigates a little bit. We see a silhouette off in the background, and he leaves. And then all of a sudden, the paint can just catches on fire. Yeah, the paint can just uh, spontaneously combusts because we all know that red paint is the evil paint. It is. That combusts. Um, You know, the paint catches on fire by itself. I suppose anything to get out of this film, even the paint didn't want to be in it. (laughs) Like, it's just like... I'll commit ritual suicide. (laughs) But the thing is, like, you never never see what he does. He doesn't do anything. No, nothing happens. Nothing comes of But he opens the paint can with his, like, pocket knife and leaves it at the scene. And then, like, like Magnum P.I. moustache picks up the pocket knife and goes, pocket knife. He's like, Johnny has a pocket. Well. Anyhow, cut back to class the next morning and Magnum gives Johnny back his knife and gives him the fucking spiel about, he just. It's like a very subtle, I know that you were the one who did this. But I'm not going to say outright that I know that you did this, but you know that I now know that you know that I know that you've done this. Yeah. And he kind of just hands him back his pocket knife. But as far as I'm concerned, the only thing Johnny did was paint a, like, one-foot line of red paint on the ground. (laughs) That's enough. That's too much. That's that's more shit that's happened in this rural town in 50 years, motherfucker. I enjoy how much uh, teen angst is in this film. Like, But I, it wasn't even well acted. No, it wasn't because I've never, I mean, obviously we've all been teens, we've all been angsty, but I never recall being all like, he was like three steps away from pretty much turning into like... Martin Bryant. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Like he's just like, nobody understands me. Ugh. It's just ridiculous. Um, anyhow, we cut to the concert. The next day, the concert started. Yep, that night. Everyone's in the audience. The the parents, the teachers. All, all the concerts the are on school nights as well, I've noticed. Oh, con- They're like all mid-meet concerts. Um, so we cut to the first concert. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the town is there. So yes. the, all the teens are there and all the adults have come there to check it out to yep. make sure that the PTA so meeting is all there. they're sitting in the back row. Yeah, they're sitting in the back row. You know, they're fine. So, you know, like, woo, show some noise for the band. So that means they paid for it. So the band wins. Buy another Lambo. That's Hop right. Into the fucking Lambo. So Damien walks out, and they're all dressed sort of in like white trench coats in at this point. Soft cock, yeah. fucking like you know. They don't like. They look very um, Brian Adams, very Rod Stewart. Oh yeah. At this stage, so they're like they got big hair, but they don't they don't have any leathers on. They're not no. like metal. They're not like Kiss or anything. They just no. walk out. They look nice. So he has a black rose, and he throws it at Julie. The band starts and his hair is glorious and I'm sitting here thinking, like, is this a wig or not? I'm pretty certain this is a wig. You know, and it's pretty chill. It's because later on in the film, like, the next scene, he has a different haircut. Yeah, pretty much. Um, anyhow, the adults, like, this go, hmm, this is pretty shit. Yeah, <laughs> even they're like, this isn't cool. Yeah, this isn't metal. And even the Karen, like, the religious Karen is like, eh, I was worried about nothing. This band sucks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She's like, do you want to come to my house and listen to some, like, mayhem? And they all just go, do you know what? Let's go fucking do cross-stitch. Yeah, let's all go do cross-stitch. Yeah. And they all leave the adults. But the Magnum um, PI, he kind of is the last to leave. He lingers behind. He does a a look back at the last second. He's He's suspicious. He's like, hmm, something doesn't really add up here. I'm like, what doesn't add up? (laughs) 
There is nothing that doesn't add up at this point. I'm like, it's just a band. It's just a band of soft cock fuck faces doing shit music to a bunch of like wank teens. Yeah. To pretty much all bands, right? Yeah. Um, so, but the parents are gone. Fuck yeah. Metal can start. Yeah, so they just basically rip off their white outfits and walk, lo and behold, they're wearing gimp outfits. Oh, yeah. So they're wearing like, you know, leather, strapped leather tops and stuff. But what makes it really cool is that their music doesn't change. Yeah. <laughs> they no. just kind of keep playing. But the crowd goes absolutely Because the crowd wild. knows that first soft cock song because yeah. they always are singing to it. And I'm like, so it's just the look? Yeah. So the look changes. It changes. You got the look. Um, you know, and then so we get this very, very short concert scene and then we cut to everyone in class the next day. They're all tired. They're distracted. You know, I thought who they has were a like, concert well, I on I thought they like... They were trying to imply that they're kind of hypnotized because yep. the students are very much. I so. wrote the student in my notes. The students are dumb. No, no, scratch that. Dumber <laughs> <laughs> than they were before. Yes, very uh, much. So they're so. like, you know, they're kind of like not listening and stuff. And like he'll go like, "Hey, girl who usually asks answers questions, what's this answer?" And she's like, "Huh? What? I wasn't listening because I'm so metal now." <laughs> Metal people are not like that. Well, they are in this film. They are in this film. Um, so Mr. Mustache, he calls on Julie and he's asked, he's like, well, what about the show? How was the show? And she's like, oh, they gave out free tickets to tonight's show. He's like, they're giving out free tickets? And like... Cut. It's pretty much like these kids have had a taste of rebellion and they like it. Yeah. And then we cut and lo and behold, in the schoolyard is the band giving out free merch. But like, they're not... This is, how you, this is how you acquire a Lambo. It's not out of the back of a Lambo. They're on the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. Don't know where they got it. That's fine. So they're so, buying records and, of course... No, like, they were like, giving it out. Were so, they? Yeah, oh, well, he, like, they out gave out the last record uh, just as Tony's walking up. And he's like, what do you mean? What? So he starts... The fight breaks out. It's There's a jock and there's character a, as well we haven't yeah, uh, mentioned Tony. who's in it. Oh, that's Tony. That's Tony. Tony's a jock. And jo- he basically, like, wrestling picks up this dude with a pretty mighty dick grab, if I'm not... Mistake, yeah, he like, basically picks this dude up by his crotch. By his dick, yeah. Well, it's a good, it's a good handle. You can't, you can't argue that a dick yeah. is like a grabbing handle. Well, I, my understanding is if someone's grabbing your dick, you're going wherever they're taking you. Yeah, and that's sexy or not sexy because come, know. come hither. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, it, it just implies that you know the the kids are starting to go crazy and selfish mm. because the influence of the music is fucking them over. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's a bang. Anyway, we cut to uh, Mr. Moustache. He, he decides he's going to go visit the band yeah. and talk to him. And at this point, at this thing, I thought he was talking to the manager, but that was Same. Damien. Yeah, so he's That's now... he's got a different hair now. He does. He's, it's different he's length. Very... It's shorter. Yep, it's short. It's clean cut. He's wearing just a nice polo shirt. He looks very professional. His pants are tucked, like his shirt's tucked into his pants. Kind of looks like someone Polo shirt's up. tucked into pants. Maybe... The grossest shit in the world. Like the only people that as should long as do you've that. You've got a popped collar, you're fine. No, nah, the only people who do that shit work in car washes. <laughs> like you should they never have do to. that shit. That's fucking wrong. What what really got me is is that they're both standing there chatting and they've both got a glass of milk. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing that milk is uh, innocent, innocent and pure. Kids drink milk. But if someone offered me, it. said, "Hey, how are you going? Do you want a glass of milk?" I'd be like, "No." Oh, yeah, no, don't I don't drink me. milk casually, uh, motherfucker. No. <laughs> I don't even drink milk on a normal basis. I'd be there going, is it lactose free? It's got stevia in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so they're basically having this very, 
very well, like, polite conversation about, you know, well, we chose a small town because it's a good way to test our music on, you know, crowds that like us rather than promoting and trying to sell out big city gigs and, you know, stuff like that. And he's, you know, so he's doing a very good job of being all like, yeah, no, we're, we're great. We're, it's, it's all a gimmick. Like, I don't understand. Like, just, just come to our show tonight. You'll understand. Come. You'll, it'll be fine. He's like, I might come. And on the way out, Damien's like, congratulations on a banging the mayor's daughter. Yeah. yeah and he's just like, what? How, how, how? And, like, at this point, we, like, we haven't even been introduced to the mayor's daughter. Yeah. Because I thought the mayor's daughter was that kid. Yeah, we thought and it was like, Julie. And I'm like, what's going on in this scene? And I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, this is the worst writing in the world. We don't even, you're referencing a character that hasn't even been in the film yet. Yeah. Um, and he's like, how'd you know that? And he's like, oh, I just heard the rumours. And then like Magnum walks off and Damien gives a smirk to the camera. I'm like, what is that implying? That he knows things? Yeah, he just, he sees things. And of course, we now cut to what two two things go hand in hand? Metal and pumping iron. Mm, so the, Tony's in there and he's, he's, on his, Tony. he's on his couch. He's, he's doing his bicep curls and his dad walks in and he's like, Oi, you dickhead, go help your mum with the dishes. So he's, we, get, we get the vibe that he's got a violent dad. A little bit, yeah. So his dad like turns off the music. Because like, the jock's sitting there listening to Black Roses while pumping iron. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. So, you know, he turns off some music and he's sitting there and then all of a sudden the music turns back on. Yeah, the stereo's you know, the like possessed and it's like, I want you to fucking play, motherfucker. <laughs> and you're like, uh-oh. And this scene just keeps going on and on. You it go, must get be the devil. Ah, oh, the stereo's on again. Turn it off. What turns on? Ah, oh, the stereo's on again. Better turn it off. And like the third time he gets up there... He goes to the record and it's all lumpy and it's got all like yeah. postules on it or it's whatever. And it's pulsating. Went, it's, you know, it's doing a thing. Which I'm like, how is it playing? Yeah. So Doesn't he touches it. It starts playing backwards. And all of a sudden this weird tiny fucking demon puppet. Oh, there's a speaker mounted jumps, on the yeah, wall. jumps out of the speaker and just starts attacking the dad so, in the longest scene ever. But the, so the monster that pops out of this speaker—it's about the size of a dog. Yeah, a, a mid, small dog. A mid-sized dog. A chihuahua. No, it's bigger than that. It so, was a—it was kind of like that, a Cronenberg vibe. Yeah, like a so. Bit. If, if you can imagine, it's kind of like a—it's black, so it's like made of vinyl, mm-hmm. as in like a record oh, or whatever. Yeah, it's like it's kind of skin, but it's got like six spider, like arachnid crab legs. And kind of like a dog's face with yes. lots of teeth. Yep. And a tail, like sort of like yep. a naked skin tail. And it's kind of just on him. And it was very a la Naked Lunch, the scene where they have sex and the typewriter jumps on them and fucks them. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Like, you sit there. This and- is the highest point in the whole film, <laughs> I'm just going to mention. Um, so there's a dad wrestling with a rubber spider on the ground. Yep. For fucking like 45 minutes. Yeah, this thing goes on forever until eventually it bites him in the face, drags him into the speaker. Yeah, and we get this like dodge. Like, as a, it's a very small speaker. You, yeah. You, you, you know, it's like it's like six inches like yeah. round diameter. And it kind of like keeps cutting between things and shows him going slowly. It's a, it's kind of oak. It's, it's shit. It should have bled. It should have had pus coming out. We of, should have had some blood coming through the speakers. There should have been goop over everything. Like, if know. that thing had had goop all over it, we always say, you know, the goo. Put goo on shit. It looks amazing. Exactly. It was too dry. It looked like rubber. Put put fucking goo on rubber, mate, and it looks like glistening cum. <laughs> 
It really does. So he gets sucked in the speaker and we cut to concert night two. The crowd's going wild. And uh, this is, I like this Firstly, because we got a couple of really good good missed, shots here. You missed a good a bit though. First oh, it I? cuts back to Magnum and he's at home, sits down, opens a beer. And puts on some kind of classical He puts music. on bark. Yeah. And sits there smashing beers to bark. Bark? <laughs> he's, he's cultured. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to sit there listen to the Evangelion soundtrack. <laughs> and yeah, then we cut to gig two. Yep. Uh, the crowd, and then we get these like really interesting, so like the crowd's there, they go on wild, and then we get like these weird clips where the crowd start to turn into like zombie demons kind of thing. No, I've written the zombie, uh, and suddenly some of the audience turns into Muppets. <laughs> Because they're like the shittest puppets. This is the best thing I've ever seen. And it was like a blink and miss it because it was just like... They were like just like rubber. From this point in the film, all the crowd transformations are basically the showbag masks. Yes, very much so. They're just like... I laughed so hard that I had to pause it, rewind it, stop Liz from doing what she was doing to come and have a look at it. Yeah. And I could have just Googled it. Imagine just like a skull mask that has human eyes from a showbag and that's what these people were turning into. Pretty much. And I'm like, well, this is nothing like those transformations at the start of the film. There's your one million budget gone. Pretty much so. Uh, and that's that's it. We cut back to Mr. Mustache. He wakes up to this crashing sound. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh shit, I've missed the concert. So he goes outside. <laughs> shit, I mean, he says, oh no, I missed the gig. <laughs> so he goes outside to see his car has been absolutely trashed, and a black roses flyer has been left on his car. And of course, it is Johnny and Tony who have done this um, because they're they're now delinquents. And Mr. M drives around the town. Um, and he sees all the kids. So all the kids he's, are he's, on the streets. They're like, and this is very 1950s because they're like, either they're having a punch up or they're corners. making out on cars. I was just waiting for the, some of them to be doing that like dice game in the street. I, like, I read that like, it turned into Friday Night Heinley Street. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. If you live in South Australia, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. God, so there's yeah. just basically they're just showing that fucking everything's gone out of control. All these people are wearing denim jackets yep. and leather jackets yep. as well. So it's basically the, the you know, fighting. They're fucking, they're, they're fucking, they're fighting. They're fighting and fucking. Yep. They're fighting and fucking in our town. Do you know what it is? This is this damn devil music. It's that. But, like, this is my problem with this film. It. The no, only I'm gonna, problem I'm gonna, I'll, I'll say that again. I'll do that my Final thoughts. All right, because so, I look forward to your. Final so the thoughts. mayor, I, I at first I thought he was going to the gig. Yes. And, well, the gig's or no, and then I first thought maybe he's going to tone. Uh, he's going to um, what the fucking dude's name? Johnny's house. Yeah. Because it's clearly Johnny. Mm-hmm. Because Johnny is standing out the front of his house, kind of laughing when he comes out. Yeah. Um, but no, he goes to the mayor's mayor mayor yep. the mayor's house. The mayor. It's a, is it the mayor? John Mayor. I don't know. How do you say it? Mayor. Mayor. Yeah. The mayor's house and um. We and we are introduced to Priscilla, the mayor's daughter, which he's talking. And I'm like, oh, and that's she's the- a bit of a bitch. Just gonna say it outright. So even she starts accusing him of. They don't even. He doesn't even get to come in and talk to the mayor at this point. She says he's not home. Yeah. So at this point, she starts accusing him of banging the girl at school because somehow she knows about that as well. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's this like, is where like, is this mis- all coming from? Magnum doesn't do any of that shit. He's just like, he's just... No, he's Because it's that whole thing of he's nice to the kids, so they therefore they think... Like, yeah, so they'll talk to him. Yeah. He understands. And so they have an argument. Like, it's fucking bullshit. Who gives a it. fuck? Um, yeah, because like, she's 
jealous that they're not together. He goes, this is why I fucking broke up with you or mm-hmm. whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Who gives a fuck? Exactly. But it's actually inconsistent. It, it doesn't matter. This is like, it doesn't have any relevance to the story whatsoever. No, nope, not it, at all. Because instead, Johnny comes home, goes straight to his bedroom, gets straight into bed, and he lights a cigarette. Yeah. No, he, starts, he gets naked. Yeah. Well, smokes a cigarette and listens to Black Roses in bed. He knows how to party. He does. Yeah. Yeah. S- naked, smoking, smoking in cigarettes bed. in bed. Don't do that. It's dangerous. And then all of a sudden, a naked woman appears in his room. And shit starts to get very adult. They get busy. They do get very busy. But he doesn't ask any questions. No. I think he just assumes it's Julie. Like, he is under the impression that Julie has finally come to her senses because he is just a studly stud. She's climbed into his bed and he's just going to have what for. So basically, it's just an excuse for a sex scene. Then we cut to some kid with some action figures. This is great. Yeah. And he's got Batman, Aquaman, and (laughs) someone, oh, Mysterio. Yep. Like action figures, and he's just fighting them, and he throws Batman in the fire, yep. and he throws Aquaman in the fire, and the, and then... That's it. And then the dad sort of stops what? reading his paper for a second. He goes, oh. Why are you burning your toys? What are you still doing up? He's like, oh, you shouldn't be up. you got to go to bed. The kid's also listening to the Black Roses Have you noticed that every well? adult is just constantly reading newspapers in this movie? Yeah, they just don't pay attention to the kids, which yeah. is kind of like, you know, you've got that subtle... The, the parents don't listen. The kids don't understand. Blah, whatever. But it's not about that. No, it's really not. So the kid kid goes off to bed and two it, girls come It has home. no relevance. No, it it doesn't. It's weird. It has no relevance whatsoever. Two babes come home. One is a daughter. And then... Then we cut to a car doing wheelies, knocking over trash cans, and then speeds into the driveway. The mum's like out... Yell, she comes out and she's like yelling at her son. So it's Tony. And she's like, where have you been? And then he just immediately like runs her down with the car. Yep. Well, more scenes that make no sense. He kills her. Leaves her in the middle of the street. We cut back to the babes with the dad. The The daughter goes to bed. But the other babe is like, let's play strip gin. As in the card game. And the dad's like, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. I'm going to bang my daughter's friend. I thought the daughter is going to bang his daughter at first. I had some concerns. I was like, please don't make this weird. Um, anyhow, Johnny, cut back to Johnny. He's, he's, he's finished up after sexy time. He's like, that's, that, was, that was cool. I think I'm going to go get a gun and shoot my dad. Yeah, and so he, he does exactly that. Yeah, he shoots his dad in the head. Why not? Yeah, and this is an I mean, we've got no consistency or continuity so far. Let's just put some random scenes in of murders. Exactly. Because um, so this- it's supposed to be a horror film and they're up to this point and they're like, oh, fuck. We forgot about the horror. We forgot about the horror. Also, we forgot to put blood in this film, in yeah. this horror film, which is rated fucking R, this film. <laughs> there is no gore and there is no swearing and it's still rated R. There is a whole bunch of fucking boobies later there on. There is a and lot I think, of boobs. Yeah, later on. I might, and yeah. inconsistent boobs as so well. So this is a very, off, like a very off-screen kill and we get like a little like a tomato sauce up the wall. and that. But that I'm, a- I'm talking it's like... Oh, look, we need this for craft like cl- services as well, so don't use too much. Yeah, yeah, and it's like clear blood. Yeah. It doesn't look like blood. It looks like that raspberry uh, topping you used to put on ice creams. <laughs> yes. That real clear, like, crystally red. And, like and for the amount of times that he shoots his dad in the head, I kind of thought that there would be a lot more than that. But that's fine. Fine. Let's cut back to strip gin. Mm. Tina, her name is. She mm-hmm. gets her jugs out. Yep. And the dad dies. Yes, he pretty much has a heart attack. It's the greatest moment of his life, and that's he's like, well, I'm done now. So this is a, the, the thing I, I find about these films. These are these are all the school kids. If you're in high school, they weren't in year twelve. No, so, so they would have been like 
15, 16 maybe? Yeah. So all the girls in this are supposed to be like 15, 16 and they all get their, their, their gear out. And I'm like, because they're clearly not. They're acted by like 45-year-old women. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, this is what the problem. This is, this is the problem of why like, <laughs> lots of things are shit these days. Yeah. Action action movie stars like rant, uh, you know the fucking the dudes who like kill like kill the bad guy at the end and everyone cheers and this shit is the problem with fucking all society i just want gore yep i don't want tits and i don't want fucking i just want gore give me some fucking dis- there's no gore in this room. it's bullshit <laughs> are you done it's fucked all right let's anyway. move on yeah sorry there, no that's fine i love a rant so Back at school, um, Mr. Mustache is trying to lead, like, lead the kids in a lesson and they are all just like, yeah, we don't want to talk about this poet. There's a poet from today. His name is Damien. And then they yeah. all just Why be don't like, we talk about a, a poet that's Damien, alive? Damien Damien, Damien! 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 And he gets just so overwhelmed that he just kind of backs out and just leaves. He's just like, he just leaves the classroom. Fuck? <laughs> he goes, man, this film has no continuity. What's going on? I'm leaving the scene. Look, it didn't matter. Yeah. So he leaves. He calls up the mayor and they're like, oh, you know, d- didn't you hear? And he's like, hear what? And he's like, Herb Miller's dead. And he's like, what? And he's like, look. Who's Herb Miller? Herb Miller. Tina. Tina's been on his lap. Herb Miller's dead. You know, he's That's like... All these bodies start showing up in this film, but there's never any police investigation. There's no. like, Herb Miller's dead. This other lady got ran over. This guy's been shot in the head a thousand times. Oh, well. Yeah, well, just... just we just, don't have any police in this town. It's so just God never doing been a, his will. There's never been a crime. Uh, so he's basically like, oh, you know... I'm, but he gets fobbed off by the mayor. Yeah, the he's, he's like, trust me, it's the kids. And he's like, whatever, you're not. Um, now we get cut to a school counsellor and we are introduced properly to Janie. Not Julie, Janie. So Janie's, the other blonde. Janie's the one, the daughter that went to bed and didn't play strip gym with her dad. Yeah. And yeah, this scene is just another scene of stupidity. Mm-hmm. She's getting, mm-hmm. he's getting like grief counselling. Yeah. And he's like, so your dad's dead. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. good way to pick it up. Uh, like, start it well, up. What, what she do you care. want? She's just chewing her gum and tweedling it. She's like Kylie Mole. Yeah. <laughs> Well, fuck yeah. And uh, she's just like, she's basically, all the girls turn into Cindy Lauper. Did you Pretty much, in this film? yeah. They're and all... she's like, well, what do you want me to do? Scream about it? He's like, you know what? Time after time. Yeah, would you like to? She's like, what well, do you want me to scream out the window? And he's like, yeah, if you'd like to scream out the window. And he gets up and he walks over to the window and he opens the window. And she's like, here, you can scream. And then she starts, like, transforms into this demon screams at him. And Wait, it... yeah, well, what was a demon? Like, she just transforms into a demon. She just suddenly doesn't have hair. Yeah. Like, there's no consistency. There's no transformation scenes. They it's don't have like, money. See, they did it in Evil Dead, you know, the transformation scene, which is instant, mm. and it doesn't make sense. But because it it kind of was in continuity in that's what was weird and cool about it, that the yep. fact one second later these monsters are like, wow, with milk coming out of their mouth. Yeah. Um, but this just doesn't work. It's just like... um. Excuse me. <laughs> so she screams and, and then she doesn't even like kill him. Flings him out the window. No, she just pushes him out the window. He could have. She could have done that in a non-demon form. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's not even out of a second or third story. It's like he's on the ground so, floor. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. So, but he falls down into a pickup, and it's just like bum bum bum, and she's just in the window laughing. And yeah, like, like clearly, oh. everyone knows she did it. Yeah. 
<laughs> she's not even hiding the fact. We cut to Mr. Moustache. He's in the library. And of course, what's in every library? Books on witchcraft and Satanism. So he's heavy researching now. Like if this was any other film, we'd have a montage, but we don't. No, because so, Julie rocks up. Shit, Julie. And she's just like, Mr. Magnum. I want to fuck your dick. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, fuck off. He's like, no. He, and she, of course, Johnny's off in the background. And he's like, don't. He's just like, yeah, like, don't fuck you want to be. No, he's all like nodding. He's like, mm, <laughs> He's mm, like, I'm going to get her. We're going to go threesome with Mr. Mustache. Oh, yeah. Yuck. Everybody's in for a Yeah, anyway, He rejects right. and goes, fuck off, cunt. Anyway, cut to the third gig. Yes. Well, she was trying to get him to come to the concert again. She's like, just come to the concert. Come to the concert. Do you know what, though? Why do they want him to come to the concert? Because if he goes to the concert, he's going to see that they're evil. Yes, but I feel that if he goes to the concert, then he too shall be hypnotized to the point where at this point he seems to be the only person in the town that feels that this band is a problem yeah. for the kids. So it starts so with he's a, the only one that can do anything about it. It starts with a highly religious town yeah. that is like, oh, fuck, we got to keep this band out. And, and it, so it's got this like full censorship meaning, uh, message to it. But then the whole town just turns on its head and goes, no, they're sick. Even mm. the religious Karens and shit. And then Mr. Moustache becomes the only one who thinks they're bad. Yeah. But they should notice because there's a bunch, there's fucking thousands of kids in denim jackets beating everyone up and fucking in the street. Why didn't they notice that? Why, all these murders start happening. Why has no one noticed that? It's just bad writing. It's not the best. Definitely not the best. So, no. Yeah. It's like fucking a whole round the world's distance away from the best. It's from here <laughs> to the fucking Pluto away from the best ever film. Anyhow. So we get concert night three and it's, it's becoming it's a, a little shit bit show. It's more demonic than the previous night. It's just not even a show anymore. It says Damien monologuing a demon voice. And going, then we get this weird boob candle scene, which goes on for way too long of just a, some a boobs and torso in a mirror with some candles around it and some boob fondling and some boob touching and some boob wiggling and boobs. Well, my wife watched this bit. Like she was in the room and she's like, she's like, boobs. Who's, who's are they? I don't know. I don't and then know. She goes, so this girl's grabbing her boobs, then she grabs her crutch mm-hmm. to kind of like, in, uh, to say, yeah, she's masturbating. There's a photo of Damien stuck to the mirror. Yeah. But then she just stops. Yeah. And then my wife goes, she didn't even finish. <laughs> <laughs> like, did, like, why I don't would, know. Yeah. But we don't know who this is. And well, then we it, find out. Yeah, but then it just... But then it cuts to Julie walking out the room, basically, and it's Julie. Yeah. And so it's like a 15-year-old girl. So we've just seen some 15-year-old titties. Masturbating. And I'm not okay with that. Um, she is probably played by a 35-year-old, so but still not acceptable. And the best thing is, so we, we saw these boobs pretty well. Oh. Like, it showed them, like, quite... I fl- have photographic, like, I could I could recount this whole thing to a sketch artist. Yeah, we yeah. We could recreate these boobs. That's how Because these boobs come up later on, I want to talk about. And then um, Julie, so she walks... Um, she, she's she all come- decked out in her, like, corset. She's in this black corset. It's Cindy Lauper look. She's ready to head to the, to the concert. She's a girl. She just wants to have fun. Yeah, it's true. But her stepdad is sitting there. And he's, he's a bit of a creepo. He's got a trucker hat and a mustache. He does. So he's... Immediately a garbage human being. And then she comes up and starts giving him a sexy massage. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that feels good. Your mother never does that. And I'm like. Yep. And, and then she smashes him. Just bludgeons him to death with, with the an giantest ashtray. stone ashtray. Yeah. That's ever been created in life. Like, Very much so. 
I'm like, and it's another off-screen kill. Yeah, this one's a little bit better. There are some shots of blood dripping out of his head and him yes. getting beaten, but it's still this. It was still that fucking that clear ice cream topping. Yep, very which much. Which it clearly so. was, which I used to use as a kid. Um, <laughs> anyway, Magnum wakes up. <laughs> yep, he wakes up in the library. And like you slept in the library. It's ten a.m. He's like, oh, it's ten a.m. I missed like, the gig <laughs> again. He's like, it's ten a.m. I've missed the gig. You've I've slept, slept until 10 a.m. 10 a.m. on a desk in a public library. What time do libraries open? Someone would have found him. No. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he goes off in search of Julie. Um, he rocks up at the house. Julie's mum answers the door and she informs him that her husband is dead. And he's like, where's Julie? She's like, oh, yeah, Julie. Where is Julie? So she has no freaking clue where the... Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Hey, we cut to the mayor's daughter, mm-hmm. uh, Priscilla. Priscilla. That- she's finishing up her tennis at the country club. Girls at the country club. Um, and then, like, she gets into her car yeah. and Julie pops up and cuts her throat from the back of the car. We don't see it. No. So we see Julie pop up and then we see we see a little bit of it and then it cuts to just the outside of the car. So, and I'm like, what are all these scenes? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's well, just, the kids are killing the things that are getting in the way of their thing. But, I like, it just doesn't have any story to it. What's the metal band's plan? To get all the kids to be fucking demon kids to do their bidding. But that's not happening. I, well, they are because they're killing a bunch of people. Was their bidding ever to... Because their, their monologues didn't say go out and kill people. They no, were just like, Denominals, Damien. Damien. Anyway, Julie rocks up at Magnum's house. And she's like, oh, like, tries to get sexy with him. She tries to kiss him, and he like doesn't stop her. Mm-hmm. He like mm-hmm. he keeps on like kissing her, and then going, oh, hang on, I shouldn't be kissing my student, and stops her yeah. way too long. Yeah, there's a there's a, a few scenes. He here. hardly stops her. Like, yeah. So she gets her boobies out, and they're different boobies yes. from before. They are a hundred percent different boobies. They mm-hmm. look completely different. Um, they have different areolas. <laughs> Like, uh, like, vastly different. I'm like, wow, continuity, good mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm. But then, because it doesn't show her head, right, mm. in this scene either, but then it cuts to her naked with a side boob shot and it's they weren't even her boobs. In that. So she has, th- we've seen three sets of boobs representing her boobs now, her real boobs and two model boobs. So I'm like, there must have been a dude just like, I, I just feel like the director is banging people. This is the whole thing of him like, go, uh, Get on the camera. Oh, yeah, show your tits. Show your tits. Yeah. Well, oh, was... I don't want to show my face. Oh, we won't film that then. I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, this is gross. Boobs out. So, you know, she's got her boobs out and she's kind of ready to do some extra stuff. And he kind of, Just the pop- only thing he possibly can think of to do is to give her a give her a slap. Punch her out. Slap in the face. That's what's going to do. Even though he's a gigantic man compared to her, he just has to slap her down. <laughs> and now she transforms into a naked mole rat monster. <laughs> So this monster, this is clearly where a bunch of their budget went as well. So this is an animatronic monster. Yes. But they've only made it from the waist down, clearly, because it's always behind a counter or a bench or just framed or it's just the top half of it. Yeah. It's very thin. It kind of looks like a very thin naked mole rat. Very much so. It kind of looked good in the fact that, like, from the back, it's like... Its its eyes were too cartoony. A little bit, It looked like a Space Jam fucking uh, uh, bad (laughs) guy. little monsters. Um, but yeah, it seemed like the they had actually put this prosthetic onto someone's actual torso no, from the back. Because the, like, the arm looked good. But then you look closely and you're like, 
No, they didn't do that. So this is an animatronic. There's a thing on wheels chasing him around, basically. And he takes it on with a tennis racket. Yeah, he hits it with a tennis racket for ages and then shoves a tennis ball in its mouth. It's clearly a tennis theme running through this scene. Somebody likes to play tennis. It's like, that's for killing my girlfriend at the tennis club. And then he falls back onto a chair and basically just stabs it um, in with a chair leg. Yeah. And it doesn't fall down or anything because it's clearly on a mop. Like, you know, like, <laughs> so it can't fall down. Yeah. Um, it was just basically a Muppet chasing him. This is just an animatronic thing, like a puppet. Yeah. It was like, it was okay, but then it wasn't. <laughs> Like, it was better, like, demons had a bet. That baby monster was way better oh, than that. Oh, yeah, that baby monster. So he's now killed Julie. So what's he going to do now? He's going to go and fill up some gas cans, purchase some flares, which you can also purchase. Oh, they at- flares? Yes. But they had a dynamite wick on them. I don't know. I They could have been dynamite. I assumed that they were flares. Fuck it, I don't but know. But they didn't flare. Like, flares don't look like that. They, he had, like, a, a string on it that he lit, and it sparkled, like, and went... <laughs> In it later. We'll get to that. So he's he's now purchased dynamite at the local service station as well. That's fine because we... <laughs> they are a rural town. He is on his way to the school where all the teens are piling in for concert night four. And um, Damien is there giving his, uh, his uh, pre-show monologue, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure the whole show is just a monologue now of hypnotism. Yeah, very much so. And Shit show. Nobody notices Mr. Mustache literally walking down the aisles. So he comes in at the back of the room, opens the door, it's bright light behind him. Yeah. No one notices. No. Um, he, yeah, and he walks He down, walks right down the aisle. Holding Nobody a, notices. A, a gas cat, a big fucking petrol. Like, uh, yeah, his little petrol thing and his flares or whatever it is. And they, he walks right up to the stage, and nobody notices him just like casually is, pouring a, yeah, petrol onto the stage. It's not a big stage either. Like he's basically shoulder to shoulder with the people on the edge <laughs> of the stage, and he is like one meter away from Damien, and yeah. Damien just kind of looks over and sees him, and like, and I'm like, what was your plan, mate? Yeah. Because you're gonna burn the stage and everyone here. Because if you're gonna burn the stage and everyone here, just set the fucking place on fire, or. Do anything but try and sneak up there. He's hiding behind nothing. Yeah. There's nothing to hide behind, but he's in a position like he's hiding. Yeah, I love that as well. He's just like, oh, shit, he can oh, see me. Oh, no, how did this plan not like, work out? How did it not come to fruition? <laughs> Anyhow, the crowd grabs Magnum, and then Damien, like, they bring him up to Damien, yeah. and then Damien's line is, oh, you're good, Matt. <laughs> and I went, it's- no, he's not. He's not good. Like, how do you figure he's good? Number one, he's he's slept through all the gigs. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. Yes, literally. And then his plan was, his good plan, apparently, his, like, dastardly plan that nearly tricked Damien was just to walk in and pour petrol on a stage. Yeah. It, you'll never expect oh, it. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, so they start to have a little bit of a, a, a thing, a little demon versus uh, a moustache. And then the Damien... Suddenly his hair comes off and he's bald. Yeah. And he yells and in his outfit, so he's in the um like the uh the, the bondage outfit, which is like a metal outfit. It's like a chestless belt. Yeah. You know what I mean if you see it. I know what you mean. Yeah, and he like, the point when he takes his top off and yells, he looks like the Dean from community. Mm-hmm. You know when the Dean's in the bondage gear and yes. shit? I'm like, oh my god, it's just shit. the Dean from community. Shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So imagine the Dean from Community in bondage gear on stage. If you haven't seen Community, you should watch Community because it's a fucking amazing it's gr- show. It's great. Donald Glover, fucking all the best people in it. Yeah, except for Chevy Chase. 
who's a dick. But he is playing. He's playing. They pretty much make him into himself. Yeah, they're just like, just read the lines, man. Yeah, anyway. So anyway. um, Damien starts to transform. He does. Into a fucking demon. But not the demon that we saw at the very beginning of the film. No, very subpar compared to that. It, the, it never reaches the, the, the prosthetics of that opening no, shot. Kind of and I don't like even a, think it was the same band. No. He kind of looks like a weird kaiju, but like a weird kaiju poo version of a kaiju. He looks like the rank. He's a mini rancor. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, he's a mini rancor from Star Wars, but kind of a shooter one. Yeah. Um, it, so just imagine a rancor. A little rancor is on stage. Um. But also the guys that are now grabbing Magnum have all transformed into zombies. But mm-hmm. it is the lowest budget shit I've ever seen. <laughs> they all look exactly the same because yes. they're all just wearing showbag masks. Yes. And they've just got, you know, those zombie chest plates that you can just buy? So it's just like a T-shirt with just a zombie yep. kind of like rubber bit stuck to the front. I'm like, yeah. And then they've got their jackets on to hide the fact that it's there's no It's just a bit of rubber stuck else. to their T-shirt. And they look shit. And they're all exactly the same. And they're like bright purple. Yeah. And I'm like... You look like a fucking like Muppet Gibbon. Like I hate you. Anyhow, Rancor. He's like they start brawling. Yeah, they have some like it's a real fight scene. They're they're it's punching. It's a real pull, they're pulling their punches fight scene yeah, as well. Pretty they, much. They don't know how to act. No. And but, Mr. M is knocked off the stage where he is able to grab his dynamite flare thing. No, no. First he gets the kick drum. From the drums. You know the soft, fluffy thing that, you know, the drums, like, they hit the drums? And he starts yes. hitting the dude with it and he yes. full reacts. Like, it's a it's a fluffy fucking thing on the end of a stick. They're quite hard. They're very hard. He also kicks the monster in the nuts. He but does. But he clearly doesn't have nuts. No, he does get a good dick kick in, which it, is great. Which did remind me of Monster Squad. Yep. Like, so, Rancor's got nards. <laughs> very much so. So, he grabs Julie... Um, and he just, he has his dynamite flare and he just yeah, he, so he likes, he likes, he likes that his flare, up. which I thought was dynamite, but it's got a wick mm. and a sparkle and he throws it down and instead of it blowing up, it just turns into a very isolated wall of fire, <laughs> <laughs> which separates. Yeah, um, I didn't quite understand. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. The Doesn't crowd matter. gets their minds back. Yep. Instantly, because we all know. That just having a fire in the radius of one foot away from a demon mm-hmm. clearly solves mind control. It does, yeah. So yeah. the crowd is like, Boo, what's yeah. going on? Let's get out of here. Why am I wearing denim? <laughs> so they all freak out and they're running out as the band actually just starts playing. So the band starts playing again. And there's fire and they just start playing. Yeah. There's no one there. And Magnum just walks out and meets the mayor. And the mayor's like, Magnum, you were right all along. Yeah. I was wrong. And that's the conversation they have. I can't believe you were right all along. He's like, get oh. the kids out and let it burn. Yeah, get the kids out only. Yeah. Only get the kids out. And then I'm like, why would fire hurt a hell demon? I don't know. Why would a, a localized small fire? Well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're so used to like vast fires that localized fires is what their kryptonite is. Maybe because it was a small fire, it just reminded them of hell and they all got so homesick they left. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, remember fire? Remember hell? Remember how sweet it was? Oh man. Hey, where's we our crowd? Cu- <laughs> we cut to six months later. Six months later? The mayor and Mr. Mustache are watching, they're like hanging out. Yeah, at they're the just hanging house. out with beers. Yeah, and the news comes There's no on. trauma. All their friends have just died. Yes. Their wives, the daughter. their ex-wives, their daughters, Girlfriends. their school kids, 
They're everyone. They're all dead. And they're just hanging out like bros in a room drinking some beers, watching the news. Yeah. And, of course, on the news, they report that Black Roses are back after a hiatus with another five shows. uh, In Madison Square Gardens. Yup. End. No way. So it's, it's a news report, right? And then it's got, you know, the other news reports have that, uh, the picture within the picture. Yes. And it's got that, that photo of Damien. Yes. That we saw the on nice the fly. The nice clean cut fly photo. And like, as the lady's talking, it cuts down the sound. So it's not even a clean cut. As she's talking, it goes, it just, they drop the sound down. It keeps the picture of Damien up on the screen. And it just goes, evil. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. What? And then there's cut to credits. And I'm like... I had to rewind it to even know what it said because it starts saying evil, just the word evil, as they're turning down her dialogue. So it's just like, what is this editing? Are you fucking, <laughs> did a fucking cat run across your keyboard yeah, while probably. you were editing? Cats can do things. It's great. Like, oh my. It ended. It now, it. Dan, I, I, just, I desperately want to hear your thoughts. So my first note is this film was fucking rubbish. <laughs> this was like, so... Here's my problem with this film. The sure. first part of the film was about it had this real moral uh, thing of like a uh, uh, small thinking town, religious people jumping to conclusions, blaming their problems on music, mm-hmm. bl- uh, finding Satan in everything. Yeah. But then we have like uh, the teacher standing up for music, making really valid points, showing that, you know, people jump to these conclusions. Uh, rock and roll isn't like a fucking... Um, uh, a gateway to Satanism and cults and killings and all that. But then the film makes that it, it is. And I'm like, so your message is mm-hmm. that metal music is a gateway to yeah. Satanism. So it's basically saying that the religious fanatics and the people that they don't like were right. Well, so what's your fucking message, person who made this film? It's not to say that rock and roll is wicked. It actually is. Yeah. Bad in this film. It's trying to say that rock and roll is shit. I feel that this is just a parody of that, though, because if you... So it's produced by Trauma. This is like a trauma film. It's produced by Lord Kaufman. And but it's not, though. It it's did, not. Did it it's, say it at the start? It said produced by Kaufman. Kaufman. Yeah, but it's not um, a trauma film. it's not trauma, so it doesn't have all that... It's not Sergeant Kabuki, man. No. Doesn't have him opening, you know? Sometimes he goes, hi, I'm what... Oh, I love When he that. used to do that shit. Yeah. So... I think it's just a massive parody of like, well, all of this stuff is like the argument, well, what if they're right? What if it is just demons coming to to ruin your kids' lives? That's like, because also you got to remember that this is clear, like 1988, so we're still at the height of that satanic panic, like where it's not this is. Yeah, but it's also like they weren't. It's like cocky, cock rocky. It was just yeah. like so flamboyant. It was yeah. so camp. Oh yeah. Like, it was almost like I thought it was going to be, like, at one stage, like, like a, a gay conversion thing that they were going to try and turn all the students gay. Could have done that. Because there was a lot of, it. like, weird muscle building and, there like, was. camp characters. Yeah. And, and women were evil mm-hmm. in it. None of the boys transformed. No, they didn't. Oh, they probably didn't have the budget for that. No, that's true. We had budget for like three different sets of boobs, but that's it. There was no consistency in this film. It just like it, it's its story was everywhere. It kind of went. Like, I didn't know ever what the point was of the band or what the, what their goal was. 
the teacher, like, there was no goal for the teacher to work out. There was no expert mm. um, or anything. It just kind of just, it was just scene by scene stitched together and it was slow. Like, and then all the shit happened at the, it's like they had three, but uh, they had the opening budget of effects. They had the, the animatronic monsters. They had some dickhead make a fucking speaker monster. Yeah. And then the end. But as it went through, it got shitter. Yeah. Like, as in, like, the effects got worse and worse. It was like they worse. started out really strong and then they realized, like, And even like, the monster coming out of the speaker money. was a kind of cool monster. But then yeah. everything after that was just rubbish. Um, I've been trying to track down this film for such a long time. So this one, this is one of those films that is like, oh, you know, the best heavy metal horrors or this, that, and the other. But it's just never, because it was never released. I don't think it was ever released outside of VHS. Um, there was probably, like, a quick... It's got a... Awesome cover. It's got a fucking great cover. But that that and it's the it's the what a picture of one of the uh, the the opening scene monsters that yeah. never comes back into the film. I thought it was gonna be like a mon like that one dude comes out of the records while you're playing and he kills you and shit. It would have made this well, more. That cooler. was like that's another film. We can watch that film. Is there one? That's trick or treat. That's pretty much like what if Freddy Krueger was uh a, like a metalhead. Yeah, I, I always remember trick or treat, but I've never seen it. Oh, uh, we'll definitely. Watch I thought that. it was just like a Halloween ripoff. Yeah, no. No, oh. well, they do Trick or Treat. There's, like, the Trick or Treat with the... And that's the anthology film that came out, like, 10 yeah. years ago. Um, but, like, I... This film was... Fant- like, I love this film because but it was how? it was streaming on Shudder. So I was so excited when it popped up on Shudder. I'm like, we're definitely doing this film. This movie is ridiculous. Like, you just push aside the fact that all of this But I don't think it even... Shit. I don't think it meets the standard of being... Oh, see, it meets my standards. Yeah, no, you know it, that it doesn't I have meet the standard, standard of even being just like so bad it's good to me. It was just Ooh. like it was bland. Yeah. Okay. So, that's... so much of the scenes were just bland scenes oh. that were just so inoffensive and boring. Don't get me wrong. There is there is no blood or gore. Um, I mean, the, the I but I loved it. I thought this was fantastic because it was just so ridiculous that I was just beyond joyed by it. I was watching it. I was clearly in a good mood when I was watching it. And I had so much fun with it. The soundtrack was good. I, you know, I like my hair metal. I don't mind. I didn't mind the music, but it's yeah. just stupid fun. But um, is exactly what it was. Its most redeeming quality is that it was short. Yes. Well, this is what I say. As and well. I love like, a good short film. It moved along really quickly. Like even no, it didn't. It, it was did, like, it was like an hour and ten minutes. It was, but even then, it felt at like no it was point, still two hours. <laughs> maybe. Well, I guess I was having too much fun with it to, to think that this was like uh, dragging along because it is it is all over the fucking place. It's poorly written, poorly acted. I still fucking loved it. Well. What did you give it? I gave it two. Yep. I gave it obviously a Jen special because I just knew you'd yes. like it because I knew you liked it. Oh, I, I said before, after I finished watching it and I turned to Liz and I'm like, Dan is going to hate this. I gave this a secondary fucking McConaughey. Oh. This was fucked. This was a shit film <laughs> yep. through and through. You had bad acting, bad gore, bad pacing, bad everything. Yep. And then the the moral didn't even... It's moral went all up the fucking wazoo, up and down a slippery deer. Like, it's, it's messaging was all fucking everywhere. It didn't make any sense. Like, it was just a bunch of scenes. If it may be like it was trying to be like... Showing the hardness of being a teenager or some shit, but like I didn't, it didn't. No, it was just <laughs> it was just a heavy metal dick fuck, and it wasn't even heavy metal. It was a cock rock. It was a, it was hair a cock metal. rock frock doc. 
the fuck? I gave this one three ratings. So I definitely gave this one a J. It is definitely right up my alley of, of films. And I will probably watch this again very soon. Uh, I also gave this F. It is fun and dumb. And I would 100% have people over and have beer and chicken wings and watch this as a group movie. Yeah, but then they wouldn't be your friends anymore. Because I'd be like, I hate you now, Jen. You don't have that many friends to begin with. You're a dickhole. You know. Um, So I tried to... There's not a lot of information out there for this film, so I tried to look up some fun facts. Um, (laughs) The fun fact is it should have never existed. (laughs) So according to the back of the VHS, uh, the the special effects... It states that the special effects are fantastic. However, this is not voiced by any critic, it is instead just put there as a description of the movie. Oh, so it's not a quote? <laughs> no. Um, the VHS home, uh, like the, VH, uh, the VHS uh, was released with a plastic, raised plastic 3D texture oh, yeah, front cover um, in November of 1988. And I looked up how much this was selling for on eBay and it's about 500 Plus dollars. Yeah, all that, all that stuff that makes yeah. complete sense because like the limited run stuff, this would clearly would have been a limited run. Oh, very much. And so. anything um, that's in clamshell cover from that yeah. time, uh, and and the uh, is clam original clamshells that have like anything different about them, like the Fright Night cover that yep. has the coffin, the yep. Hellraiser double pack, the Hellbound oh, yeah, one, that one that even big the one. Brain Dead one, mm-hmm. there's a, um, the Video Dead that had the holographic cover, like all those things yeah. are the things that have to. Uh, last the test of time so if they still exist now yeah they're rare yeah so it's not that the film's good no no it's just like the vhs collection of it all because yeah. there were two versions there was this one and a standard one um the standard one is also selling for like the standard one they pay you 50 bucks couple to take of hundred it off their dollars. Hand. um i'm pretty certain your mate probably has a copy floating around i'm uh, curious as to which starblaze collectibles starblaze, would definitely yeah. have it yeah so I'm curious out- as if he's got the standards or the 3d one well, the thing is, he's a, he's such a uh, he's like a merchant of them. He may have yeah. had it throughout his life, but probably. like he just probably just doesn't have it now or some yeah. shit. But yeah. yeah, so that's it. Black Roses. I loved it. Dan hated it, and that's how we knew it was going to be. What are we going to watch next, Dan? So we're going to go full Australian on this shit, oh. and we're going to watch the truth about demons. Yes. Or formerly also known as. The irrefutable truth about demons if you're in the US. This stars the one and only Carl Urban, oh. who was in... I watched Thor Ragnarok yesterday. You know, yes. he plays that character yes. with the gun. He's like, this is all my stuff. <laughs> yeah, witness, my stuff. <laughs> um, I'd forgotten he was in it. And I, I don't know, oh, fuck, I love that film. Yeah, uh, I'd forgotten how film. funny that film was. Uh, piss off, ghost. And he comes so late. <laughs> like, you know, like, it, he runs in and kicks the wall like... So far after his... Oh, man, it's not a Thor Ragnarok. It's not a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. It should be a Thor Ragnarok podcast. Anyway. The truth about demons. Now, I don't know if this film is even accessible. Like, I don't know if we can find this film. We might... This might be a fail. You know what I mean? I will have a look because, I mean, Letterboxd are generally pretty good. They'll let you know where it is streaming, if it is streaming. Um, It might just be on YouTube, It'll probably eh? be on YouTube. Yeah, just the whole film. Most things are just on YouTube. No one's going to care. No. So, this is... um, as we said, this was the film that, you know, uh, was part of one of my fun Your facts. Fever so, dreams. A fever dreams. My fever film. Yeah. So we're going to revisit. I haven't watched it since that time. And that was probably like in the 90s. I love it. Um, when, I think it was when it was new. Yeah. When, when it like, came out. I bought it like on, you know, new release or whatever. I didn't buy it or hide it. Um, so we're going to see how that pans out. Yeah. Like to see whether it was worthy of a fever dream. Hey, maybe you'll get sick again and watch it and it'll be the best film. Can you I seen. not? 
I would prefer you to not get sick. Nobody get sick, please. Uh, so anyway, you have been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTubes. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and make sure you share with all your friends. You can interact with us on both Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. Uh, it'll keep you up to date on upcoming episodes, trivia, and of course, memes that are 100% three years old by now. We also have an email, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com, if you want to contact us that way. And remember, until next week, may you all your dreams be nice and